Good afternoon. Let's continue our conversation. Yesterday was kind of a challenge with some things that were going on, and so I interrupted episode 11. That's okay. Some of you really enjoyed the uh, time we spent yesterday and the things that were on, and so I, I thank God for that time and for the time that we had to spend and the time we did spend together. I have been talking. This is episode 12. I've been talking for the last several weeks about three F's that are primary to the responsibility of where we are. Uh, those three F's, of course, are our faith, our family, and our finances. I can't seem to get off of faith to move the family and finances, but I will. Um, we're taking our time because this is a continual daily broadcast. This broadcast is being uh, broadcast every day at 12 noon from uh, Monday through Friday. And so we're we're doing some things to do that and to help us with uh, the progress of this. So I want to progressively take my time and get some things out that we need to do and understand in terms of where we are with this broadcast. Our faith, our family, our finances. I, I emphasize two important things that faith I want to talk about more as a noun than as a verb. It's not that we believe. It is what we believe and the confidence assurance that we have in what we believe. Uh, so faith as a noun, in fact, in Hebrews 11, especially starting in verse three, it says, by faith, we understand the world's were framed. By what? By the confidence, by the assurance that what God said, we believe, not what we prove, not what we think, not because we have strong evidence, but we believe because of our faith. That's how the ancient church went. They were not full of information. In fact, they took notice of the early Christians who started the apostles in Acts 2. What impressed people was that these were ignorant and unlearned men. They were people who were not privileged to have some of the social status and the information of the day. But these were people who were being engulfed by a supernatural wonder. Yes, I use that term supernatural because we have to get back to that in the church. We have to get back to the magnificent, miraculous, supernatural quality of God because God is trying to raise up and restore again in our midst a supernatural church filled with supernatural people doing supernatural things. And I think that when we get back to understanding that there is a place for miracles in this age of enlightenment, and we talked about the enlightenment in several episodes, that we've got to the point that we've gotten so enlightened and so thrilled with our information and our intellect that we doubt God. And so we, we must prove everything. We need evidence for everything. That's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2, around verse 15, or that the natural man, the, 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 the unlearned man of spiritual things cannot understand the things of the spirit because they are spiritually discerned. That's what happens. We don't have that spiritual discernment. A few years ago, I was with a panel of, of uh, scholars on, on a talk show that we had, and we interviewed other scholars that would come on. So to help us to prepare for the interviews, we were given a background bio of the gentleman. We were given PDF copies of his books so we could pull things out and get ourselves prepared so we can question him and engage him 
in a conversation on our intellect and then discuss with him on our show some of the things and the, the points that he brought out in the book. Well, one of us on the panel, one of the guys on the panel, decided to do more than that. He not only read the information that was sent, but he engaged the author. He got to him, talked to him, set up a relationship. And it was evident that by the time we did the show, the rest of us had information about him, but he had information on him. He was engaging because he got to know the author. I got to know the book, but he got to know the author. I think that is really the primary difference in terms of getting our faith and what people, they may know more information than we know. They may have more skill than what we know, but have they really met the author? That is really the primary point of the word. It is not so much that we have to look at the canon of scripture and understand it from Genesis to Revelation, know all of the points that there are 39 books of the Old Testament, 27 books of the New Testament. How often have you engaged the author? Study is good and it will fill us with information, but prayer is better because it puts us in communication with the one who wrote the book. I am so impressed and so in awe of the fact that we've got to get to the one who wrote the book. The word, and we bicker over the word all the time, what is right, especially in our English translations, which one is right? This translation, this translation, should we use the King James? Should we use the NIV? Should we use the American Standard Version? All of these are translations of a word that really, in essence, listen to me, may not mean as much as we think if we don't understand that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You know what he told Jeremiah? Even though the, the Jewish people elevated the Torah and think a lot of what God gave to Moses in the written word, what became more important than the word that they received on Mount Sinai was the promise that he gave to Abraham. In fact, in Galatians 3, and we'll probably explore that, explore that at some point, he talks about this, that the promise came before the law. What God promises is a relationship. What we receive is legal laws. So moral standards is done in Exodus 20, and then our holiness code is done in Leviticus chapter 16. By the way, holiness is really about separation not so much about being morally clean, but being separated. When, when God calls us holy, he separates us from the rest of the world. The idea is to make us clean and separate us from other people so that we can have, be a people of his, which is why when he pulled them out of Egypt, he pulled them out to separate them, to separate them from the rest of society so he could put in them his word. In fact, they had been so much idolizing the word, the Torah, what they were reading, full with information, that the Lord says, when I bring them out of captivity this time, because it never stuck with them, I'm not going to put my word on tablets and tables of stone. And that's what we are trying to worry about what Bible translation, what the word says in essence. How many of us have ever heard God? 
have ever listened. Faith, remember our faith, comes by hearing. And so we hear what? A word from the Lord. His spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are a son of God. If you're on social media, just like this, share it, share it with your friends. We're going to be going to conversation. If our faith is not strong, our family can't be strong because we have to understand the family of God. Jesus came to pull us into a family relationship. Oh, we were well informed. We were well informed of the word. We knew a lot about God, but we had no relationship with God. And so everyone was became an expert talking about God. We were, we talk about his name. We talk about his attributes. We talk about his power. We talk about, uh, but we don't have a relationship with him. Jeremiah 23, 21 says, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. Our faith, our family, our finances have got to be reorientated so we know who and what we are in relationship to God. This is the last word for this week.